Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. We're going to talk about millions and millions of dollars today. Millions and millions of dollars. I decided that economics, fun economics, is what this channel is all about. Now that includes a lot of real estate because I'm a broker associate with Realty Source Incorporated in the Los Angeles area, Southern California, I should say, and also Bitcoin, because I am a, um, a former banker, former credit card processing, uh, marketing executive, uh, payment processing, uh, also data communications specialist in the Air Force, Space Command and Air Force Communications Command. Uh, so I've got a lot of very valuable things to offer to the tune of millions and millions of dollars in value. Actually, billions, but uh, no, come on, I'm walking my dog as usual here at Elysian Park between. Uh, where's Elysian Park? It's just about four blocks from where I live at Alta Lofts. You can hear the metro rail going by. That is the metro rail that goes between, uh, what is it, East LA and uh, Pasadena or Duarte. And it, uh, downtown Los Angeles is on the way, so is Lincoln Heights and Chinatown. Come on, Muppy Puppy. We have millions of dollars we have to discuss while we're walking. Good boy. Um, hopefully you can hear me clearly because I have my uh, sweater bunched up. And I don't know where the microphone is. What is this? There's, oh, it's a distributor cap. Distributor caps are getting less and less valuable. They never were worth more than a few bucks. Now that electric cars don't have distributors, they're going to be worth zero dollars. Distributor caps. So let's. Uh, I've done some articles about billions of dollars, but making millions and making billions is two different topics. In fact, making. I learned that every level. Uh, for instance, a business is really almost entirely different businesses. It's substantially different businesses from doing a business, say, as a one-man shop, and then going to a two-man shop is substantially different, almost almost a different business. Uh, you could say it is a, a different business because you're no longer the technician. Um, you're certainly you're no longer you're either no longer the technician or you are no longer your own assistant because you've hired someone to either be the technician or the assistant or the salesperson or whatever you hired them for that you're no longer being so it's quite a big change so when you have 10 people uh, 20 people 25 people let's say 20 that is also very different because then you are very much a team leader and most of your time goes into managing this team of people. 
you, unless you hire someone to manage them for you, then you are, uh, but still your, your job has, has changed. When you have like 50 or 50 to uh, 500 people, it's again, it's a different thing. It's a more of a runs more of the way that a corporation runs. And also, usually the actual business plan has to change as well because you have to be taking in a lot more money. You've got to be doing different things. A lot of times you have to be doing very substantially different things to be taking in that much money. You can't be doing the same thing. It's like, say you're a gardener and you mow people's lawns. Uh, it's very unlikely you're still going to be mowing lawns if you have, say, uh, 20 people that you've hired because you were such a good lawnmower and not just such a good lawnmower but you probably had extremely good marketing and business skills so chances are you are no longer mowing lawns you are uh, helping other people to make money by mowing lawns and you're doing marketing and business uh, development uh, and uh, you're implementing you're implementing systems for, for efficiency. So that's what we want to talk about is that your mindset has to change and the things that you do have to change. So we just got a fourplex into escrow for uh, $1.1 million. So doing these deals that cost over a million dollars uh, in Los Angeles, it's very similar to doing a deal that is only, say, uh, $250,000. Uh, it's pretty much the same business, but selling a fourplex does have a few small differences versus selling one. You, you, you have to do it on a different form. And then you have to, for some of the things, you have to submit four, four forms instead of one, uh, such as the, um, the uh, when you're all done, the agent visual inspection form. You got to be, you have to do four of those. And uh, in fact, I've only done in nine years. I've only done one one multi-unit that I can remember. It was a three, it was a triplex. And uh, so once you, when you only do one and it was, you know, six or seven years ago, six years ago, it's easy to forget. But, so when I talk about millions and millions and millions of dollars, another thing that has to change is, is your mindset. By the time that you are dealing with a very large amount of money, you, use, you have to realize that that money is uh, for other people. Uh, it's, and then after you really have it down how you're benefiting all these other people, including your customers, your staff, and your, um, every, you know, everybody else, the taxman, charities, charities especially, uh, for us, for our business plan, charity is a, is a very, very, very important part. It's a major part of, um, of our business plan. It's a major part of what we do and why we do it for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. 
And so that's a lot different from someone who's just sort of struggling, just starting off on their own business and hoping that they're going to be able to pay for the business and for their personal uh, living. And if they're ambitious, they might be hoping that they're going to get rich or do very well financially so they could support a family or, or whatever their goals are. <clears throat> for me now, it is very much about giving more value to my clients, helping more kids at Children's Hospital. We're raising $25,000. We've raised several thousand dollars for Children's Hospital. I want to be able to raise, you know, 50, 100, 200,000, a million dollars, millions of dollars per year for Children's Hospital. That's just the beginning before raising billions of dollars for lots of charities. So, people might ask, how have I done these million dollar, I've done several, many, many transactions, over 500,000 and several over a million, and the question is, how do we get these big transactions? There are people who... Um, for one thing, it, focusing on getting bigger transactions is part of it. Uh, when you're doing all of your marketing, uh, which we haven't even begun yet, but we will be, to be doing more marketing specifically to owners of, for instance, downtown luxury loft condos worth over a million, because when we've done those, they've been more successful, much, much more successful than other agents who attempted and failed. Uh, so that's that's a very good reason for us to to do marketing in that. And so our marketing message should mention, you know, how you know how much failure there is uh, in the general real estate market and, and also in the in the um, luxury market. Because when you're hiring hello, Hiring a real estate agent who is whatever, Aunt Betty or your buddy Joe, the real estate agent, um, and they don't know a few unique things that you need to do when you're selling a property that's a million or two million or ten million dollars. More money needs to be spent on marketing. It doesn't always have to be, but it should be because you're getting paid more. It's more competitive with, with the best buyers, best sellers, and best agents that you're cooperating with and also competing against. So if you're not able to compete against all uh, of the competition that's out there, then you're not gonna do so well. Uh, being in Los Angeles instead of being in, for instance, uh, Pennsylvania, a small town in rural Pennsylvania, um, they're going to be doing very, let's say, um, some t in the woods outside of Jamestown, New York, where my dad was from. Uh, that is in 
you know, it's like being almost being in Alaska. <laughs> um, homes were selling for as little as, you know, $8,000. Uh, eight, a lot of them were $8,000, $18,000, 28000 for a nice house. That's gone up a little bit. It's probably double now, more than double. But um, what was I going to say about those? Uh, it's hard to um, sell million-dollar homes when you are in in Jamestown, New York. <laughs> the nicest sort of mansions there, the super nice houses are more like seven hundred thousand for the you know, for the extremely nice houses in that area. So, whereas the extremely nice houses in LA, they're gonna be going for seven million to $70 million for the extremely good ones. Uh, so, what else? That's pretty much all I wanted to say about millions and millions of dollars I think I've covered a lot of important points. I don't know if I've elaborated on them enough or emphasized things enough. So you might need to re-listen to this recording. Um, taking hard times, bad times, and negative things, taking things that are difficulties, taking things that are problems, and turning them into advantages is absolutely vital. You know, it's related to having a good positive attitude, but we're talking about having a positive attitude towards taking positive actions uh, and seeing all challenges as opportunities. A lot of people don't know that, well, people that read my blog post, the LA Loft blog, they're aware that downtown Los Angeles real estate, where I specialize, the number of transactions has plummeted tremendously. There's only 25% as many transactions last year as there were several years ago. So there's more real estate agents than ever, and now they're all competing uh, to fight over uh, only 25% of the business. So most real estate agents are either diversifying, improving the way they do business, expanding their territory, um, especially away from downtown Los Angeles, which is one thing that, that I'm doing and that the people that taught me how to do real estate and that taught me how to do downtown, um, they said initially, you know, just focus on downtown because there's so much work to do in downtown so much on you know so many customers that have that are that need help and then uh, a few years ago they let me know correctly that we've got to be doing more and more business uh, away from downtown Los Angeles and that was very very true and so now about almost half yeah, probably about 40% of my business is is away from downtown Los Angeles. 
and that might get up to more like 60 or 70 percent. Uh, downtown Los Angeles has uh, issues just like San Francisco of uh, homeless encampments, tents, uh, trash, feces, garbage. That was another topic that I wanted to talk about. We're homeless, rich and poor. We're going to compare and contrast. That probably should be another uh, topic, but we'll just briefly mention it since we're talking about millions and millions. A lot of it is about doing the opposite of what uh, poor and homeless people do. By the way, the reason I'm talking about money, I don't know about other people. I think most people that talk about it, they really want to help other people to make money. But I really enjoy, have always enjoyed, since I was a kid, people who talk and write and infomercials and everything else about making millions of dollars, getting rich, getting rich quick, getting rich slow, getting rich medium speed. It's always been interesting to me because I'm an entrepreneur. I have that proclivity to be uh, an entrepreneur. So we're now in Elysian Park with a view of downtown Los Angeles. Um, one of the first things that I, my first lesson about homeless people was uh, exactly 40 years ago. Yeah, 40 years ago. So we're celebrating that anniversary 40 years ago, 40th anniversary of when I really closely observed a homeless person. I was only about 13 and the homeless guy was probably 18 to 23. Uh, he put a, a blanket. My mother had a small, very small beauty shop in Bellflower. And she, um, I was just there looking out the window when I happened to see a homeless guy come and put a blanket in the bushes, of the hedges or shrubs around the beauty shop. And me being really wanting to help, uh, I took the blanket to, you know, whatever, to protect it for him or, and I think to say hi to the guy because he looked like a nice, handsome guy that was homeless. And uh, I think I, I think that was one of my motivations take his blanket and sort of protect it for him. And then, uh, you can't play with wild dingoes. It's a scary, ferocious dingo. <laughs> it's a vicious killer dingo. <laughs> How vicious is your killer dingo? Is he a vicious killer dingo? No? <laughs> she looks very dangerous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm always having to protect my dog from bigger dogs.
Oh, speaking of wild dingoes, that's what I wanted to, to get to. The moral of the story was uh, not feeding the bears. And besides the signs that say don't feed the bears, you know, and me and myself and the guy who taught me real estate who was really going out of his way, and so did I, to help homeless people. Uh, sometimes not only are you not able to help them, I mean, most, most of the time, helping homeless people, there are certain ways to help them. One is to not help them, because even though they're humans and not bears, it's some of the same principles. I mean, bears are very good at fending for themselves naturally, given a, a, a natural environment. And homeless people are, even though they're homeless, they're still relatively good at fending for themselves, given a natural environment, which they're not usually in a natural environment, unless they are living off the land in, deep in Alaska or deep in uh, the the uh, hills of the southeast. Um, so the guy came back for his blanket and I had taken it in because I had this plan to help him. Well, I was also thinking about it subconsciously thinking about how I could help myself to making a friend and, uh, you know, helping this guy. So he came back for his blanket and I had not put it, done anything with it yet because he came back fairly quickly. And so he just came and looked for his blanket and uh, then he didn't find it and then he quickly uh, left in a... Uh, unhappy state. So that's how I learned to, uh, that's why I learned to not help homeless people. And that's it. Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks again. You take care. Bye-bye.